0: Design. Lord, remind us that place called heaven. We're going one of these days. I'm glad you set us free. Thank you for the songs that's ministered our heart. And I pray that you'd add a blessing to the reading of your word. Help me to decrease that Jesus may be increased and lifted up, Lord. If you don't help somebody, it'll be all in vain. Lord, I've done my very best to to gather these thoughts, to be a blessing and a help and encouragement to somebody along the way. Help me in my Christian life, my Christian journey. God, I sure do need that help. Please help us tonight, Lord, or to be all in vain. We'll be careful to give you thanks and praise for what you do. We ask these things in Jesus' name and all God's people see you. Amen. Many of you will remember just a few years ago, and I don't know when it was, but it was on a Sunday morning. You remember when that earthquake rolled through about, I don't know, 7.30 or 8 o'clock that Sunday morning? I thought, man, what in the world is that? Is that a jet coming over? And, of course, it rumbled for just a few minutes uh, there when that earthquake hit. And uh, after that earthquake came, we we already had a, a little crack or two right there in our sheetrock. And uh, you've seen it a little bit, it's a little more noticeable after that, the way the ground shook. And, you know, you look at that and you see, you might see a crack in, in a wall somewhere, but it, it's really... The, that's not really the problem. The problem is underneath. The foundation is, as it settles, that's really where the problem... You might see some effects on the outside, but there's a deeper problem down deep on the foundation. Really, that that's what it comes down to when it comes to... I mean, you think about marriages that don't stay together. I mean, uh, you might see some, some things on the outside, but there's a deeper cause to that. You think about rebellious children and, and things like that. There's a deeper cause to that. You think about dissension. You think about problems. You think about issues that it's really just a symptom of a deeper rooted problem and the Lord Jesus Christ basically deals with these two builders and there's two foundations we understand that they had one thing in common the rains came and the winds blew and it beat upon both of those houses but the end result was one stood firm and the other one fell down flat. Several of these these guys had several things in common. They had at least five things in common, probably more uh, than that. But as you look at this tonight, these men, both of them obviously and evidently had a desire. Now Jesus, do keep in mind, when he taught, he would use earthly examples representing heavenly truth and that people would understand about the fig tree. They'd understand about the ways. They'd understand... Uh, about these things and uh, certainly they they would understand about a builder in construction. A lot of times he dealt With farming techniques When he would teach And the Apostle Paul Done the same thing And also with an athlete He would use those To to stimulate the people's thinking Academically So the Holy Ghost could speak to them Through the Word of God So here he deals With these foundations These builders But they had several things In common But the first thing they had I believe they had a desire You say a desire to do what? Well notice in your Bible In verse number 24 The Bible said Therefore whosoever heareth these say of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Then look at verse 26. Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. You got two men that are interested in building. A house. And all of us are building a a house. You say, well, I've never built a house. I'm talking about a spiritual house. We're going to build those things. But these two fellows, they had certainly a desire to build a house. But we understand one built on a rock and the other one built on the sand. Now, keep in mind, it probably didn't take near as long, Brother Evan, for them to construct on the sand. They probably went up quick and it was probably cheap. But now when you build on a rock, It's going to take you a little more time to get that foundation settled up. And it's going to cost you a little bit more. How many of you know we get what we pay for? If you don't believe me, you go buy you one of them $8 water hoses, son, at Walmart or Dollar General. And you pull that thing around, just bless your heart. If you can even get it straightened out, you'll start pulling that, and that thing will jackknife, and it'll get kinked, and you'll get so frustrated, and you'll be you'll be treating with water, spraying water. And all of a sudden, you pull it a little bit, and then the water's cut off. Because we get sometimes what we pay for. Listen, we don't need to build on cheap foundations. We're talking about spiritual things now. Again, we don't need to build on cheap foundations and there's only one foundation that we can build upon and that foundation is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Just look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. For no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid the Lord Jesus Christ. And certainly he's liking this, but these fellows obviously had a desire to build a house. Somebody I asked one time, Christy, when we were building our house, she would ask me every once in a while because we were still in Wilkes. Too, many of you remember that. Still in Wilkes, and I was coming down, and she was working in Yagwell. At times, she'd always say, well, how's your house going? How's your house going? Because we were there and, and working, in the, and I don't ever want to do that again I'm telling you, it's a wonder marriages survived going through building houses. But it really wasn't that bad, but just picking out stuff and, and time consumed. We had a desire to build, and we did that. But, man, when it comes to our spiritual relationship with the Lord, man, there ought to be a desire to be close to the Lord. You say, Preacher, why should I be close to the Lord? Well, one of these days, we're going to stand face to face in front of Him. The veil's going to be pulled back. All the excuses are going to be gone. All the, all the things that, that hindered us from, from being all. All we could be for the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be revealed. So we better have a desire to not build on that old shallow ground, that old sand. We ought to build on the rock the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, after salvation, we need the Lord Jesus every day in order for that house to be right. Man, we've got to have that. We've got to cultivate that relationship, our prayer life, our Bible life. Hey, I hope you'll pray here in the next coming weather. There's some things you don't even have to pray about, you just got to put legs in those prayers. But think about going into the new year. A lot of folks have New Year's resolutions. But listen, if you've never read your Bible through, you ought to try to do that. And you say, well, preacher, I really can't do that. And again, I don't, I don't, I'm I not really for this speed reading. I'm for you slow. And I'm more uh, concerned about you getting quality more than quantity. You slow down. And study your Bible. I'm telling you it'll, help you. It'll help you, it'll help you. It'll help you personal life of the Lord Jesus. It'll help your married life. It'll help your uh, employee life, relationships at work, and, and and people that you come in contact with. It'll help your witness life. Everything, every aspect. You stay close in your prayer clause. It, listen, at the house, that private closet, then public uh, place here around the altar, spend some time with God. Man, it will make an absolute difference in your life. But it starts with a desire. Never have a desire, you'll, you'll never do it. But it starts with that desire. Both these fellows had a desire to build a house. Not only did they have a desire, but they had a designation. Designation. What do you mean a designation? Well, both of these had a designation. They were labeled a certain way. They were, they were looked at at a certain way. And they were called two different things. Well, what were they called? You know it well. Look in verse 24 again. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man. So you got one man designated as a wise man. Well, who's that? That's who hears the word of God. He said, I'll liken him unto a wise man. But look at verse uh, 26, and everyone that heareth these things of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. So you got one man that hears the word of God and does, he acts in obedience to what God's told him to do. He's likened unto a wise man. So he's designated as a wise man. Then you got this other fellow. Now he hears too, but he decides he's going to do his own thing. He's heard what God said, but he's going to do his own thing, and he's designated a spot a label, a name tag on him, and he's referred to as a foolish man. Man, I'd rather be referred to as a wise man than a foolish man, but there's two of these men, and they have a designation for their name. One did, and one did not. Did you know every one of us, including this preacher, we're either going to do, or we're going to do not? One of the others. We're either going to do it, or we don't. God's going to tell us to do something we, as we study His Word, as we listen to Sunday school lessons, as we listen to the preached Word. God may speak to our heart. Then the application takes over. The hearing usually is not the problem. A lot of folks turn a deaf ear. I get that. But there was a time, you know, in the, in the Bible days where the Word of God was, What was scarce and there was a famine of hearing the word of God the word of God sounding out even today But there's a famine I believe in the hearing department But listen those that hear and act in obedience and apply it to their heart and life That's what will change your life It'll change your life by applying the principles of the word of God that you gather In an act of obedience unto what God has told us to do. The world can't comprehend that. The world can't understand that. I mean it's like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth Somebody punches you in the mouth You're going to punch him in the mouth But not so with the word of God God tells us to to take a different path And the path less traveled And we think about that These two men Yes they had a desire to build a house They had a designation One of them had a name tag He was a wise man Because he heard the word of God And he did what he heard He applied it to his heart and life Then the other man was designated as a foolish man Because he heard the word of God But he was wise then God's so he done his own thing and he's likened unto a foolish man so they had a desire they had a designation but they both had a downpour you say what kind of downpour did they have well look you know this well too look at verse 25 now this is in reference to the wise man they built his house upon a rock verse 25 and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was found upon a rock then look down at verse 27 this is in reference to the foolish man same thing And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Did you know that these storms, a lot of folks say, well, hey, that that, that whole passage is about the storm. No, it's not about the storm. It's about the foundation. But the storm revealed what kind of foundation they had. A lot of folks say, and, of course, the prosperity gospel preachers of the day today, those who smile real big and tell you, you just come to Christ, all your problems are going to go away. You'll never get cancer. You'll never, get a, you'll never have heart disease. I mean, how foolish is that? But anyhow, uh, when you come to Christ, a lot of folks say, oh, yeah, all your problems are going to go away. That's not so. Jesus said, the birds of the air have nests, and the foxes have holes, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. You're not promised to be exempt from the rain, from the wind. And from the storm that's going to beat against your house. But what you are promised is this. When you build on the Lord Jesus Christ, that house will not fall. It's going to stand. Why? Well, as a shepherd, he's never lost a sheep. As a defense attorney, he's never lost a case. Man, he ain't going to start with us. And you think about that. He talks about these downpours that come. A lot of times, and I've seen this happen, a lot of folks say they, they may come, make a commitment to Christ, and let the first problem arise, and man, they're gone. Never see them again. What happened? Well, it revealed their. St- you say, well, the storm drove them away. It wasn't a storm. The storm revealed that they were built on the wrong foundation. Does that make sense? It's what Jesus is teaching in the Word of God tonight. when it comes to the foundation, you're going to be rocked at some point or the other. If you live long enough, you're going to get a phone call, you're going to get a pink slip. You're going to get misunderstood, you're going to have something that's going to stand up and it's going to riot its ugly head right in front of your face and you're going to find out what you're built upon. Somebody's going to confront you, somebody's going to do something to you and that storm is going to reveal who and what you are and who you belong to. Amen. That's what those storms will do. Both of these guys had a desire, they wanted a the house. One built on the rock, one built on the sand. Both of these guys were designated. The one that heard and did, he's referred to as a wise man. The one that heard and didn't, he's referred to as a foolish man. They both encountered the wind and the rain and the storm, and it beat against that house. So they encountered that downpour, but they also encountered something else. They had discernment. Both of these fellows had discernment. We've done read through this twice, but look again in verse 24 so you can see it again. Therefore, whosoever heareth... These sayings of mine and doeth them. Then look at verse 26. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Both these fellows had the opportunity, Sister Savannah, to hear. Equal, we hear it oftentimes and you'll see it. You go into apartment complex or, or, or maybe you go in to, to apply for a job. And equal opportunity housing. Equal opportunity employment well listen these fellows had equal opportunity to hear the word of god amen equal opportunity they had discernment to discern between right and wrong they had a choice that's one thing that god give us was a free will we have a choice to decide what we do we can do what god says we can do what we want to do and ultimately at the end of the day it's up to me and it's up to you and if we do what god's told us to do, we're likened unto a wise man if it lines up with the Word of God. Vice versa, if we hear the Word of God, so I don't care what God said, I don't care what the preacher said, I don't care what the Bible said, I'm going to do my own thing, I'm going to go my own way. You are likened unto a foolish man, and both had discernment. It's sort of like this. Many of you like, uh, which I, mean, I love vegetable soup. I mean, those little green peas are not my favorite. I just, I'll be honest with you, I remember years ago when Granny. Johnson used to have him, Brother Wayne, back there behind, uh, behind the house. I remember it was some muddy out there several times ago out there, and Granny would be pulling off those green peas, and I was probably eating more uh, than she was putting in that bucket. I'd eat them green. I don't know what happens I got older. I just don't have a, I just ain't got that taste that I once had for green peas. But I'll put them in some, in some, in some vegetable soup just to give it a different color. But there's a lot of folks, if they pull out a vegetable soup, they'll pick out, maybe, maybe they don't like carrots. So they're going to pull out the carrots. So they're going to pull out the onions. Now, I'm not on a celery kick either, by the way. And, but a lot of times you put that in for a season, and they'll pull this out because they don't like it. But that don't work when it comes to God's Word. It ain't a buffet. All right, well, you pick out what you like and what you don't like. It's the Word of God in its entirety. Why Paul said, hey, I'm going to preach. I've, I've not shunned to preach unto you the whole counsel of God because it's all needed. It's all necessary for us. And we have discernment. God gives us a free choice, and we, we pick and we choose which direction we decide to go. But we look at that. They had a desire. To build that house. They had a designation. They were given a name tag. They both encountered a downpour. We understand they had discernment. They both heard the word of God. But they had different responses. One applied the truth. The other one did not. But they had one more thing. They had a disbursement. Now you'll hear in a little bit when Sister uh, Janet always reads through with the, with the, and Sister Mary used to do the same thing with our treasury report. You'll hear I'm talking about a less disbursement. Well that disbursement is a payment. Well, both these fellows were paid. Oh, yeah. They received a disbursement. They were received, and it sort of reminds me of the book of Galatians. Be not deceived, God is not mocked whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And that's a fact. Uh, you see that, and you, you can look at it. That's another agricultural term. You put corn in the ground, you're going to get corn It comes out. You put an onion in the ground, you're going to get an onion. That it's just 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 the simple uh, laws of sowing and reaping. Well, here are these fellows. They got a disbursement. What was it? Well, They both heard the word of God, we can gather that. They both had a desire, they wanted to build a house. They both uh, were given designated names. One was referred to as a foolish man, one as a wise man. We see they both encountered this downpour, but they both had a disbursement. They both were paid, and it had to do with their response to The word of god in other words one had obedience the other one did not have obedience to god's word one applied the other one did not well what was the disbursement what was the payment the one that that built on the sand his house fell down but the one that obeyed the word of god and applied that principle applied that truth to his life on that solid rock his house stood preacher what can we gather from all this well I can tell you, even as you grow in in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to go through seasons in your Christian life. Can I get a witness right there? I mean, you're going to have some some luxurious, fruitful seasons. But then there's going to be some times, even as a child of God, you're going to go through some of those barren wastelands. Oh, yeah, those desert seasons. You're going to be there at some point or the other you've got to keep your nose to the grindstone and, and the word of God and live that life of obedience because those storms are going to rock listen the rain's still going to come the wind's still going to blow but when you build on the Lord Jesus Christ and you apply those principles to your heart and your life man it's going to make you a better Christian it's going to make you a better husband it's going to make you a better wife a better uh, a better parent a better child a better employer a better employee you could go on a better witness all those things but it's impor- so important to apply the truth of God's word, and I think that is crystal clear in this passage too. But when you look at Matthew chapter number seven, Sister Savannah's coming. These, the chapter of twos. You got two ways. You got navigation has to do with following. You got the two trees has to do with inspection. Has to do with fruit. You got the two professions. Man, that has to do with the revelation. One day it will be revealed in the future. It speaks of future days. But then you have these two builders. which well, certainly speaks of construction. And it has to do with that foundation. Man, I hope it will challenge you to be all that you can be for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because whether you're young, whether you're old, most of their folks in here are, are older. Our little one's in the back. But you know what, as we go through that maturation process, One of the most important things you'll do in your Christian life after salvation is stay in the Word of God. Stay in that prayer class. Grow closer to Him. Stay on that foundation as you build that house. Hey, the foundation starts at salvation. You're on Christ. But now you put up those walls of love. You put on that roof of mercy. You put on the doors and the windows of of witnessing and soul winning and trying to point others to the Lord Jesus Christ, trying to be a good neighbor, trying to be that good witness representing Christ everywhere you go. But listen, all of us hear, but would God liken us to wise men, wise women, or foolish men and foolish women? We both hear, but ultimately is determined by it. we either do or we don't. We apply it or we don't. We obey it or we. Very simple message Jesus as he taught Matthew chapter number 7 Had to do with these wise builders How would God label us tonight If there's room for improvement I believe I know I'm the first one here And I preach to myself Boy there's a lot of room for me to improve On this to apply those principles and truth To my heart and my life So we stand all over the house Let's pray Father I love you Thank you Lord for the opportunity The privilege God one more time to stand Spound the truth of the word of God tonight Lord I pray you'd help me Lord, I pry these principles to my heart and life. We look at these two of Matthew chapter 7. We see the two roads. We see the two trees, the two professions. And Lord, as we look tonight, those two builders. God, help us to be wise. Help us not to be foolish. Help us to have the proper desire and the proper appetite. Lord, for the spiritual things, for your word. God, I pray that you'd change us in a special and unique way. Lord, above all, if there's one that's lost. I pray, God, you'd save him by your grace and power. We'll be careful. To give you thanks and praise for we ask it all in Jesus' name. Hello, friends. This is Brian Poindexter, the pastor of Faith Community Baptist Church, located at 2216 Hennings Road in East Bend, North Carolina. We're so grateful to have you listening to our CD ministry that's been provided as an outreach of our church. It's our desire and focus at Faith Community Baptist Church to preach and teach the whole counsel of God to a lost and dying world, to equip the saints of God for service, and to encourage the elderly and shut-ins who cannot attend services due to physical ailments. We meet every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Sunday school, for all ages and our Sunday school hour is followed by our worship service at 11 a.m. with old-fashioned singing and preaching from the Word of God. We meet back every Sunday night at 6 p.m. for our worship service and every second Sunday night of each month we have what's called an eat-and-meat service. After our 6 p.m. service we gather in the fellowship hall for food and fellowship. On Wednesdays we meet back at the church for our midweek worship service with choir singing and preaching again from god's holy word our ladies prepare a meal each wednesday prior to our service from 5:30 p.m to 6:30 p.m i give you and your family a cordial invitation to be with us at any or all of our service times above all you may be listening today and maybe you've never made a personal commitment to the lord jesus christ friend that's the greatest decision anyone can ever make in this life too many folks prepare for vacation they prepare for retirement They seem to prepare for everything, but sad to say, many make no preparations for eternity. The reality is very clear. We all will leave this world someday. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You must understand that you are guilty before a holy God. Romans 3.23 said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Prophet Isaiah said in chapter fifty-three and verse six, All we like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. You must understand that your good words and good works and good deeds will not get you to heaven. Isaiah 64 and verse 6 says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Ephesians chapter 2 the Bible said therefore by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You must understand that you are loved. I'm thankful that in John 3 and verse 16 it said, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 5 and verse 8 declares but God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You must understand and realize there's only one way to stand right before God. There's not many ways, there's only one. Jesus said in John 14, verse number 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, the apostles' message was very simple. There in Acts chapter 4... In verse number 12, they said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You might ask the question, Preacher, how can I be saved? That's what the Philippian jailer asked in Acts chapter 16, and verse 30 and 31. He asked Paul and Silas, He said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house.